Hi everyone, it's Maria and welcome to the Breaking Up With Toxicity podcast. Thank you for being with me today. Each week I will connect with people as they share relatable life experiences. We will talk about and at times challenge reoccurring unhealthy and toxic patterns that keep you from the changes you want to see as you break these unhealthy cycles. So let's get started and see where the show will take us today. Be sure to listen and don't forget to follow so that you never miss an episode. Hi everyone, it's Maria and welcome to the first episode of Breaking Up With Toxicity. I'm excited about the show and I'm looking forward to the interactive episodes and being part of your life. I must admit that when I was deciding if I should make this show unedited, I didn't realize that this would actually challenge me because it had. I thought about the advantages and the disadvantages of using this approach. And one disadvantage that came to mind was the fear the fear of the unknown, not knowing what an episode would bring us. However, the advantage of the unknown, as we know, is that on the other side of fear, that's where life lives. And that is how we move ahead and work with the challenges that are presented to us. So I decided that I was going to follow through with this approach because I want the show to be as relatable as it can be and as as real as it can be for all of us. I remember after a client session, my client asked me, how's the podcast going? And I replied to him and I said, eh, it was going. I'm a little nervous with the choice of how I want to approach it. And then he said to me, he goes, well, Maria, that's understandable to feel that way. Now let me remind you of something. Each time I come to therapy, you never know what I'm bringing to you. And as you always say to me, the session goes exactly where it needs to go. And there's always a takeaway. (laughs) I looked at him and I said, you know, thank you for that reminder. A little bit about me. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I also have a master's in marriage and family therapy, and I'm an author. I'm certified in personality disorders, ADHD, and CBT therapy. I also practice solution-focused and dialectic therapy, and various other techniques. I am also culturally sensitive. I am a first-generation Albanian and work with many Albanian individuals and families from the community and many other ethnicities. It has been valuable to be aware of the cultural differences and similarities, as approaches do vary when working with people of other cultures. I also specialize in anxiety, social anxiety, bipolar disorder, explosive disorder, conduct disorder, narcissistic and borderline, and various other personality disorders. My work involves working with individuals who are struggling with their diagnosis symptoms and the impact that is having on their quality of life. I also work with individuals who have been and are presently in toxic relationships. These relationships can be with spouses, parents, siblings, family, friends, basically with anyone. Speaking of toxic, so what does toxicity mean? Well, to keep it simple, it is an unhealthy and dysfunctional relationship. Okay, now, many people can relate to this, either having had or presently having toxic people in their life. And if you don't know the difference between toxic and unhealthy, what makes them different is the severity, the intensity of the behavior. Toxic is the extreme and unhealthy is the softened version that we've normalized. For example, let's take manipulation. Many people manipulate and don't even realize it because it has been normalized. So what's manipulation? Well, that's when a person tries to control others, and it's usually in a deceptive or harmful way that involves pressuring someone to change their behaviors or beliefs by using very deceptive and distorted tactics. 
Hopefully each week we will attempt to navigate and help you understand and at times challenge the situations and behaviors that are impacting your life as we learn about all the layers that make who you are and at times you'll understand the layers of those around you. I will sometimes share my world, including experiences, diagnoses, and familiarity with toxic behaviors. I've been around toxic people for most of my life, within my own culture, in the workplace, and also experienced it socially. We will also motivate, empower, and support you. I will educate you about how symptoms affect your quality of life and how toxic and unhealthy patterns and behaviors do, whether they are yours or those around you. We will also talk about attachment styles, boundaries, enabling, what are tendencies versus traits, the different communication styles, what is empathy, recognizing irrational thoughts, how expectations and assumptions hurt you, what is the attraction to unhealthy all about, what is your self-talk, and learning how to be kind to yourself, and learning how to keep moving ahead, and whatever else may present on the show. Additionally, we will learn about owning your role. So what do, what do I mean about that? Well, your role is the relationship that you have with yourself and the relationship you have with others. We will talk about and raise awareness and acknowledge your role in these relationships. And most importantly, this is not to be taken as a fault or blame. This is about understanding the relationships that you have been in or are presently in and understanding how it happens and it continues to happen. We will also learn about the various layers that make us who we are. Did you know that people can have more than one diagnosis? Did you know that it is not uncommon for someone with ADHD to have a substance abuse disorder? And people with severe personality disorder, they can qualify for more than one diagnosis, and they can even meet the criteria for up to five or more. Yes, that can be very complex. Most diagnoses have to do with genetics, and various diagnoses are psychological. These are the most challenging ones to work with because they are trauma-related. The easiest diagnosis to work with is generalized anxiety, and the most difficult diagnosis is borderline personality. However, the buzz, overall, the diagnosis that is most talked about is narcissistic personality. Various researchers claim that approximately 1-6% to 6 of the population is diagnosed with narcissistic personality, and this diagnosis is actually considered rare. Narcissistic personality isn't the most difficult diagnosis to work with. Yes, it has its challenges, and a few reasons why it's not difficult to work with is because they don't go to therapy. Unless it's mandated or they have an agenda, and the agenda has to be theirs. Another reason is because they are never wrong. It's always going to be you that has the problem. We as a society are so intrigued by this diagnosis that we can sometimes agree that we've created more narcissists than there really are. Social media has a very interesting way of presenting diagnoses to individuals. Some sites are very helpful and informative, and others present information in a way that actually further manipulates people. So why is narcissistic personality so talked about and maybe even exploited? A few reasons because the damage that they inflict onto others is so extreme. It's unreal and difficult for people to comprehend and accept that a person can be this way. It's everyone else that goes to therapy. Narcissistics see people as objects, possessions. They belittle, emotionally abuse, manipulate, and gaslight, and they have no empathy. By the way, just because someone does not have empathy does not mean that they are narcissistic. 
Another challenging personality disorder is borderline personality. The challenges with this diagnosis are slightly similar to those of a narcissistic, but a borderline has constant changes in emotions, extreme severe mood swings, jealousy, and can easily feel like like a victim most of the time, and the threat of self-harm. Remember, when we talk about these diagnoses, they are not exclusive to men or women. However, more often, women are diagnosed with borderline and men with narcissistic personality. I did write a self-help book about toxic people and the dynamic of the relationship. I have recognized patterns and commonalities in the connection between various diagnoses. More often than not, I have found it common that narcissistic men will be in relationships with people with the following diagnoses, borderline, anxiety, ADHD, bipolar, depression. It is very rare that a narcissistic man will be in a relationship with a narcissistic woman, just as it's rare a borderline woman would be in a relationship with a borderline man. Borderline personality individuals tend to be in relationships with individuals who have anxiety, ADHD, and narcissistic personality. Please, I'm not saying this always applies. It's just what I've experienced when working with people. Additionally, this is not a toxic relationship, but it is common for someone with anxiety to be in a relationship with someone who is ADHD. The relationship is challenged because one is a perfectionist and the other struggles with underperformance, poor listening skills, forgetfulness, which is problematic for the perfectionist. Determining diagnoses is more involved, and I use analogies to explain further for people to understand better. Many people have more than one diagnosis and tendencies from other diagnoses. For example, if you grew up in a home and your father was borderline and your mother was anxious, you may have developed tendencies from your parents and add your own diagnosis. As I mentioned before, many other layers make up who we are. A borderline or narcissistics can have tendencies of other diagnoses such as OCD, depression, anxiety, ADHD, just as someone with ADHD can have tendencies of borderline, antisocial tendencies also. Antisocial personality disorder is actually very similar to narcissistic personality, but antisocial is the most complex and dangerous of the two. Being in therapy involves a commitment to a healthier you, and a healthier you also involves fully investing and learning about yourself. A goal in therapy is learning how to understand your symptoms and minimize their impact on you, which translates into managing and are reducing intensity and frequency. You cannot eliminate biological diagnoses because that is part of genetics. Now with tendencies, we can eliminate them. And we can do so because these are learned behaviors. Basically, they are unhealthy, bad habits. Being open about mental health is important. And the more we continue to educate people about diagnosis, how symptoms affect the quality of life for one and for others, and talk about personality disorders, we will continue to remove the stigma and not use disorders as a fault. No one person gets the opportunity to choose what diagnoses they have. When someone is diagnosed with anxiety, people will usually respond with caring and compassion and state that must be a struggle. However, when someone is diagnosed with a personality disorder, they are bad. They're evil at times. Yes, those diagnoses have its challenges, but how we work with it and especially how we present it does matter. We don't use disorders against people. And if we do, what, is, what does that say about us when it happens? 
I am not excusing toxic behaviors. I'm merely explaining it. We've come a long way in raising awareness of mental health. I grew up in the 80s and in a very traditional culture. And back then, therapy was not an option for most of us. Most of us didn't even know what therapy was or it existed. Back then, everything stayed behind closed doors. It's incredible how many different types of resources and support we have to learn about ourselves. And this is part of the work needed for growth so that we can continue to evolve, eliminate various behaviors, and break unhealthy cycles for the present and future generations. We are always a continuous work in progress. Always remember, decide how you show up for yourself. You are always in control of your choices and the only one who decides what what is best for you. I have this couple that I worked with over the years, and I remember the first time the husband said to me, Maria, you sound like a politician. (laughs) Of course, I was like, okay, thinking to myself, I'm sure I had a confused look. And I asked him, can you please explain what you mean by that? He replied to me and said, well, you avoid guiding me in the right direction. I said, no, I avoid giving you an opinion and telling you what to do. That is not my role here. My role is to educate, provide the necessary tools, and challenge you to help you recognize that you can make the necessary choices. That is not for me to decide. When he was ready, he used all his tools, decided to step out of his old role, and stepped into his new role. Before I go, thank you for joining me. And remember, each episode goes the way it's supposed to go. And hopefully you had a takeaway from this one. I hope you join us in the next episode as we navigate life.